Welcome, this is Jane Gardner, and welcome to the Business About Home Business, where we're talking about the Home Biz Startup TV, where we're going to be talking about how to start, run, and grow a home business. And today, we're going to be talking about subjects that are of interest to anyone who wants to run a home business. So I'm Jane Gardner, and let's get started. I'll be telling you about this show right about now. Who is your customer? And that is the most critical thing. Besides figuring out what the solution that you have for your potential customers, knowing who your customer is, is important. Because they, of course, are your business. So on World Domination Wednesday, we talk about you and your customers. We want to talk about knowing how to define what your customer wants which we did uh, last week or the week before. And then you give your customers what they want. You keep those customers with your customer service. And then you keep growing your business with more customers by also having happy customers who refer you on to other customers. So that's what we'll be talking about. So far, we've been talking about defining what your customer wants. But of course, first I forgot to tell you who I am. I'm Jane Gardner, and I work with my husband in our home-based structural engineering company for the last 20 years. About three years ago, I went onto the internet to see how I could help other people who might be interested in having their own home-based business or being an entrepreneur, which gives you the freedom and the control over your life as well as, of course, it's hard work, but it also can be very rewarding. So we live over in Western Canada. We have dogs and cats, and I'm an artist, and I love doing memes. So you might see me on the internet doing a lot of memes. So last week, we discussed some of the factors that you need to think about when you're looking at who your ideal customer is for your business. The first week, we looked at your business and your products or service and asked, what is the benefit of your product or service and how is it a solution for your ideal customer so for example we are using um, a wrinkle cream um, product and of course the benefit to the customer is that they won't have wrinkles as well it's a monthly subscription so they don't have to go out and shop for it and also, it was the other thing. Oh, you only have to put it on once a, week, a day. So you don't have to carry it around in your purse. Yes, it's probably women is the majority of the audience for wrinkle cream. And of course, don't assume. <laughs> Always do your research. So we're going to have a look at some places you can have an idea of research and where you can go. Uh, so we had a look last week at some of the... Um, factors that you look at in order to define who your customer is. So we looked at um, demographics, uh, where, where they are, wh what their age is, and uh, female or gender or male gender, etc. As well as we looked at um, um, geographics. Uh, you could probably find more people uh, needing a wrinkle cream in the southern states or southern hemisphere than you would in the northern hemisphere, where up here we don't get as much sun. 
And then we looked at psychographics, which is looking at your culture, uh, looking at um, their habits and looking at their behavior and the things that they believe in. So for example, um, I would probably have to be very desperate in order to get a, a wrinkle cream because I'm not in the habit of using much makeup, as you can tell, and I'm not planning to do it now because I'm 58 years old. I'm using a little bit for the TV, et cetera, et cetera. So you'll have to look at who is your customer and what do they want and can you solve their problem or can you fulfill their need? For example, if they wanted ice cream and you were an ice cream vendor. So let's have a look at uh, some of the slides. Um, we did finish off with psychographics. I'm wondering if maybe we should go have a look at that one again. See if I can get that uh, slide up before we go on. Because it is fairly detailed. Uh, let's see where we are. I think, is that the right one? Yes, there we are. So let's just have a look at that again uh, before we go on and have a look at some of the places that you can research. So of course the demographics is fairly obvious. It would be age, your gender, uh, your location, um, that kind of demographics. Now the psychographics are a bit more complicated and would require a bit more research. So that would be their interests, what they um, like, uh, what they uh, kind of marketing messages would they be interested in, and what their opinion is on various things, and their beliefs, and their values. What is the goal they want to achieve, for example, or their attitudes toward things and their purchasing mo motives, why would they purchase something, fear of loss, fear of pride, prestige, do they want to save money or do they want prestige, and they want to feel comforted or, and connected, or do you want to avoid pain. Uh, personal characteristics, sometimes you can't very, not very easy to tell that, but you can sometimes have a look at some of the marketing messages out there and figure that out, and their activities, what do they do, what are their hobbies, um, what are the, where do they go on vacation? What's their social class, for example? Are they professional or are they manual worker? So those are, that would take up a whole course, I would think. But for anyway, so we'll go on now to World Domination Wednesday. And who are your customers? Your customers are those who want your solution to their problems or they want your solution to fulfill their desire. There are 3.3 billion internet users online today, and from those people, I'm sure you can find your ideal customers who will come back and buy from you again and again. And I have a four-week uh, course to define your ideal customer, and so we have a, actually it's a six-day, I'm changing that to a six-day intensive, to define your ideal customer so that you can get going on getting on your business. We don't want to take four weeks. So you have a look at your business, and then how does it solve your ideal customer's need or, or problem? And then you define your ideal customer profile by we go over some of the places that you can go and find the demographics, the geographics, and have a look at the psychographics and some of the research sources for that in order to define your audience. And then how to use your research to craft your messages to your ideal customer. And then how to use tracking tools to measure the success of your messages. So my offer is over at, for early adopters, it's over at uh, jgtips.com backslash customer profile, C-U-S-T-O-M-E-R-P-R-O-F-I-L-E. 
And over there, uh, you will see that um, there's also um, five weeks of email discussion with me. You can go back and forth as you define your ideal profile. And uh, we will have uh, six days of um, one hour or an hour and a half uh, discussion of things that you can do to define your customers. So by the end of well, the end of a month, you should have had a very detailed uh, information about your customer. So that's what my offer is. So let's just continue on now. So last week we had a look at the demographics. Um, you want to look at your age, location, your gender, your income, and your education and profession of your potential customers. Then you want to have a look at your psychographics, your personality, the attitude, the values, and the hobbies. And then I added in uh, geographics because geographics does um, uh, be taken into account, especially for things like beauty, uh, creams, uh, when you're looking at um, places for more exposure to the sun, etc., versus um, living up in um, Iceland. <laughs> and today we're going to look at media and some of the ideas for places you can go to look at your media and um, to research. And then next week we'll be looking at some of the, um, uh, a lot of the social media sites have a lot of their background data on the purchasing behavior of their clients. So we can have a look at that and see when do they buy and what are they looking for and what are they using currently and that kind of thing. So today we're going to have a look at one of the places that you can go and have a look at oh, at, at um, your research. But first, let's go past psychographics and just review again who our customer was. So we thought the customer was um, an, a lady um, between 45 and 65 who was a professional. She was a business corporate woman who was concerned about aging and her salary is 100000 and more. So the question then becomes, well, where does she hang out when she is not working? And sometimes that can be a bit tricky. But what you have to do is you can look at some of the magazines that she might be reading. Um, TV this day isn't as relevant as much as the Internet. Um, I know there's a lot of... A reduction in the number of people who are watching TV and certainly I don't think we can see too many statistics from that or movies but we can certainly find statistics on websites which we'll do today and a lot of the social media sites they have analysis um, and insights um, in the back for anyone who is a business so we can have a look at the social media and have a look at the insights there and of course if you're into something that has government research or white papers uh, I know I go to Kaufman.org, which has lots of reports about the trends in um, who is becoming an entrepreneur, for example. There's a lot of people in their 50s and above who are becoming an entrepreneur at a late age. And there's, they have other research, for example, millennials and stuff. And, and also um, uh, they had a report on um people from uh latin america and how many women there are becoming entrepreneurs so you can ha certainly have a plate go and look at government research um, any of the small business administration information is available to you to have a look at and i guess we should have looked at that today but maybe we can look at that tomorrow next time i'll write that down and um but today we're going to look at alexa which is an amazon um company 
And what they do is they go out and they track uh, websites and uh, they, well, you have to pay for most of the times. So we're going to have a look at it first before my free <laughs> find uh, disappears. So I um, thought, okay, maybe my busy corporate woman might want to be reading um, or going on the website for Forbes because she wants to go up the ladder. I don't know. You make certain assumptions, of course. And uh, on Alexa, you can pay uh, to do research as well. But it is a very popular website. So it's um, 240 out of um, who knows how many websites in the world. And it's ranked 89 in the United States. So whatever uh, data it has should be very relevant to um, anybody who works in America. And um, obviously, the estimated uh, unique visitors, etc. You have to have the advanced plan. But what we're looking at is down below, um, basically, 50% um, of the visitors to Forbes magazine are from the United States. So, and they, um, when they're talking about bounce rate and um, daily page views, that's very good. They have only 30% bounce rate. And so, okay, let's have a look at uh, where they're coming from. I mean, they're coming from Zappos, uh, Google Alerts, Upwork, USPs. Uh, oh, no, that's not US. Yeah, okay. Um, the Iowa Caucus. I don't know sure why they came there. But anyway, um, so people are going and searching for um, work-related things. And then after, where did they go? Before the site, they were on LinkedIn, Facebook, Yahoo, Google. And that would help you uh, realize where your people are hanging out. But of course, what are the kind of sites that link to um, Forbes? Well, Amazon, of course, Yahoo, eBay, Badu. I don't know what that is. And of course, there's World, um, what, Wall Street Journal, Business Week, uh, etc. And um, other sites, of course, they have other sites as well. Um, but where do they go on Forbes? What do they have a look at? Well, they look at um, the blogs. They look at topics. Most of the um, visitors go straight to Forbes.com. And let's just go further down here because who visits? The audience, audience demographics. What is very interesting is I was quite surprised, so there you go, that the female population is actually more, it's above the internet average uh, visiting Forbes, of, and the male uh, population is below the internet average to visit Forbes. So women are, are going to Forbes to find out about business. And the education on average, the average is um, quite um, uh, mostly uh, it's quite a good range college graduate school uh, so there's no real skew towards um, higher education and they browse mostly from school so it must be mostly college maybe people that are, are looking at Forbes and looking at jobs etc so what this tells you is that um, this one does not have the income but we're going to go to Oprah, and you would look at a magazine uh, because they have a lot of statistics about uh, income and education, etc. 
So let's, so on uh, magazines like Oprah Magazine or, uh, oops, sorry, I changed it for you. Let's change this, please. Um, no, that's not it. Sorry about that. Well, I'll, I'll just show you what Alexa look like. <laughs> that's Alexa. And you just put in, uh, enter a site. And then maybe we should have a look at Oprah. I don't think it'll give me another choice after, after I've already done one, but for the free one. But if you're doing a lot of research on your customer, it's probably worth paying for. There we go. I think it actually showed us Oprah. So let's compare Oprah on the website. And it's 9,000. And it's a, high, a lower rank, 2,600. It has monthly visitors that they won't tell us about except if you pay. And of course, it has 70% coming from the US. And let's have a look where they're coming from. Well, they're coming from Oprah Winfrey, they're coming from Oprah, Super Soul Sunday, uh, Tiffany Trump. I'm not sure why they're coming from there. And they go immediately afterward, before they go from Google, Facebook, Yahoo, and Huffington Post. But I guess the, what we want to have a look at is who the people are. There we are. Ooh, sorry about the scroll. And of course, there is 92%, probably at least, female who are coming to Oprah. And on average, they're graduate school or college. And they browse from home. So that will give you an idea of what time they have. So Oprah Magazine and most magazines have a uh, media kit for people to figure out what their advertising rates are uh, and then of course at the end of it it tells you what their ads rates are etc but on the top of it what's good is the demographics and the circulation and who the people are who are going to the magazine so if this is your market I guess I should have gone to um, good housekeeping or something because they would have my well, Oprah has wrinkle creams in there anyway on Oprah they have a media kit as well Might be here. I downloaded it here. Uh, let's see if we can make it a little bit bigger or smaller. What is it? No, smaller. So we can see some of the stats. Okay, and they are always wanting to um, obviously have people buy advertising, so they're going to tell you quite a bit about their audience. Okay. And they tell you um, that they um, usually advertise or talk about beauty and style 23% of the time. They show you their editorial calendars so you could pick out when you wanted to advertise. Let's have a look at their desirable audience a bit closer. Okay, in the they have 10 billion circulation. Yeah, I think so. Or is that 10 million? Yeah, it must be 10 million, sorry, a circulation. And 
the medium age for the people who are reading is 50.5 age and of course there's 88% female, 12% male, and the greatest average of people are over the age of 25 to 54. And then 55 plus is, is a little, is 39% whereas 25 to 54 is 53%. So this might be a good place to advertise if you wish. And they also tell you what their income might be. 32% um, of them have 100,000 or over medium income. The medium is 66,000 for those of you on audio. And 71% of them have college education, and 60% of them are employed, and 28% are professional, and 38% have children in the household. 36% uh, of them are black African American, whereas there are 57% are white, 3% Asian, and 9% Hispanic. And I'll just tell you why we're looking at all this in a minute. They also tell you the kind of other magazines that they rank in terms of, like Essence is uh, has the highest audience, and then they have, they're about third down from that. And uh, they have developed a more African-American reader with a average salary of 100K, then Glamour, Red Book, and Real Simple combined, and the percentage of Oprah readers who are not reading are reading more, 95%, um, self, 90%, red book, 86%, real simple, 83%, glamour, 80%, in style, 82%, and Martha Stewart living, 78%. So you could quickly say if you can't afford the rates at Oprah, you could probably consider going to one of those magazines. And they're mostly, they're very engaged um, audience. And of course, they're looking at how much growth they have. So they have always have a growth in subscriptions. So it's the number one women's lifestyle magazine with um, 2.3 billion in circulation. So then of course they go into their advertising rate. So you can do that for any magazine, hopefully. You could go and do Glamour, you could go do um, Red Book, and et cetera, et cetera. And you could find out what the stats are for each of these magazines. But, and then have a look through the magazines and you'll, to see the kind of ads that are being put into the magazines. And knowing that, um, what the kind of rates are from looking at the media kit, you know that there is a reason that people have put the, uh, the ad say for wrinkle cream in that magazine so this is the kind of place that we should go and do research and next week we'll be going and looking at social media because a lot of them have insights especially Facebook has quite a large audience so they're trying to get you to do advertising in um, in social media for example at Facebook so they'll give you if you have a business account they will give you some insights so we'll have a look at um, Pinterest Facebook, Twitter, maybe, depends. If we're looking for wrinkle cream, I'll have to have a look and see if there's anything relevant first. So, But this is the way that you research um, your customer and decide um, who you want to market to and, and who wants your wrinkle cream. So for example, of course, um, you want someone who has 100,000 um, um, salary 
uh, who's a corporate woman who is too busy to go and find a wrinkle cream and is quite happy to have a monthly subscription for a wrinkle cream at $30 a month. And Facebook really tells you those kind of things, especially because they want you to put ads on the in their Facebook. So we'll have a look at that uh, next week. And that will be basically all about um, finding your ideal customer. Hope you found that useful. And subscribe at http colon backslash backslash h-o-m-e-b-i-z-s-t-a-r-t-u-p-t-b which is homebizstartuptv.com or go to bohb.com which is the business of at home business to find out more information and start your business now because we have plenty of resources over there so see you there